RadioInfluence.com. Hey guys, welcome in. This is a place for my head. He's Brandon Thompson. I'm Jerry P. Tuck. Want to kick the show off this week by once again thanking author Sharon Feckety. She was our guest last week. If you missed the show, you definitely need to go back and check it out because this woman's story is just insane. And everything she's overcome, the, the battles with anxiety and depression, addiction, Two suicide attempts that she was told, and you know, they weren't suicide attempts. <laughs> that that's still, it's like really. I, I've had a week to 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 digest all that. The woman yeah. is saying, "Hi, I've tried to kill myself twice," and people are going, "Ah, no, you didn't. No, you didn't." She's like, "I'm pretty sure I did." Wait, I was there. I'm fairly certain. Were you? No, I was there. Yeah, but you know, we <laughs> want to thank Sharon for uh, for coming on last week. It was and a being really so great transparent. Time. Oh my God, yeah. I mean, a lot of people. Most of the world wouldn't wouldn't open up like that. So no. uh, I think somewhere down the road here in the near future, we're going to be on her podcast. So looking forward to that. But once again, thanks to Sharon. And if you missed it, please, please, please go back and check it out. Um, this week, we want to talk about something a little different. And it's something everybody can relate to because I don't know a single person that isn't on social media. We're going to talk about, you know... The I good feel, side, the I, bad side. I feel like even if people are like, oh, yeah, I don't have a Facebook page. But, hey, are you on LinkedIn? Guess what? You're on fucking social media. Exactly. Like, the people that are, I'm not on social media. I don't have time for that. Yeah, you are. Everybody's, like, interacting in a way that that has a bit of social media in it nowadays because it's so oversaturated in our business and our personal life. No There's doubt. no way to avoid it because if you don't have a Facebook page like my in-laws and nothing against them, but you know, if we have family situations going on or something like that, they'll text me, Hey, can, do you see anything on Facebook about such, such? I'm like, give me a second to look and then I'll go back and be like, here it is. There you go. Social media in your life. Can't avoid it. No, no, it, it's a blessing and a curse. It, it's, it's the world's greatest invention and the world's worst just oh mm-hmm. thing all at the same time mm-hmm. and you know the thing i really want to stress and, and we found some studies and we're going to talk about some of them because i frankly you and i are both on the same page on on this one in particular but um you know i, I really want to stress that for 99 percent of the people on social media what you see isn't really reality you know we've talked before on this show about you know feeling like you got to put on an act for people and this, what the hell do you think social media is? I mean, <laughs> you can you can really you can chalk it up to a couple of things. Like for me, I've I've struggled because I'm I get so frustrated with it sometimes, and I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna delete it. It's more of a problem in my life right now than it is, um, you know, anything else. It's not it doesn't benefit me in any 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 way, shape, or form, or it hasn't yet. Um, uh, now, well, I can't. That was then. This is now. Now it, it's a it's a gigantic platform for to promote you know our show and uh, and my website and the benefits of all that kind of stuff and finding the people like if it weren't for social media like I talked about it last week if it weren't for social media we wouldn't have hooked up with her and right. talked about her book and you know that. That to me is the biggest benefit of social media. She found, she Googled us, she found our show, and then she emailed me from a website. By the way, in my opinion, if you use Google, social media, mm-hmm. 
Yeah. That's my thought. Yep. Yep. I, I same. Google, Google's like, like big brother. Yeah. Oh no. It, that's my it is. No, it's that's a whole other conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Cause people diagnose themselves by, by Google if they have a, a, a like their stomach hurts. You know, and then all of a sudden they're thinking well, they have cancer. Right. So. Oh, yeah. But it's not only that. I, I had a conversation the other day with someone that was talking about their their Amazon or their Google Echo dot whatever that controls everything in their house. And I'm like, and, and again, this is a whole other conversation and a whole other show. But it's like, Guilty. you know, they're listening to you all the time, right? Guilty. I mean, look, I, I, I work in advertising and I know how all that works and the, and the big brother aspect of it. It's not really big brother. I could, you know, you, we could really dissect yeah, it. Yeah, that, that's a whole other kind of whole other thing. But it, it's it's not as Big Brother as you think. But I, I don't, the, I don't the, trust that shit as far as I'm <laughs> at the end of the day. Uh, yeah, the listen is there, but um, it's it's yeah, whole other. My brother in law gave gave my wife and I uh, an Amazon Echo last year for Christmas. And I looked at him and I said, I really appreciate it, but this is why we're never going to use this. Yeah. <laughs> and he just started laughing. He goes, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, okay. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, as social media wise, you know, it's great if, if you use it for the right reasons, mm-hmm. but it's so easy to fall into that trap of, oh, well, look what they're doing. It's all rosebuds and petunias and everything is just warm and fuzzy and kumbaya. And it's like, mm, mm. how much of that is really real? You know, you look at, at, you know, the YouTube influencers, the, you know, the perfect example, the, the whole, you know, Lori Laughlin college thing going on where her daughter has like 5 million YouTube followers and this and that and the other. And all she does is parade her cute little ass on YouTube and shake it once in a while. But all of these people follow her mm-hmm. and it's like, this girl has nothing productive and nothing, not me, no, no. substance. <laughs> I oh, I don't is. follow her either. But not, she, <laughs> not gonna lie. She's good to look at. And that makes you a creepy old guy, but I'm just saying, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I mean, it's like, you know, you look at the Kardashian phenomenon. Oh God, don't get, oh, just, oh, you want but, me to vomit in the studio right now. I will. But the thing is that leads to normal everyday people yeah. thinking that's the norm. And that, dude, that, man, that triggers so many things with me because that's, that's sadly, sadly, the the Kardashians are the perfect example of what our society is. So many girls look up to them. So many men, I I, I don't want to say men look up to them. I don't know that for, for a fact, but they follow them so religiously that whatever they do, is what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. Whatever fashion tips they're going to provide is what they're going to do. And that, 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 that correlates all the way back to my, my logo with the goat and all that kind of stuff and how I like to be independent and I want to stay away from sheeple and, and following that trend or any of those trends that are popular. I don't give a shit what trend is out there. Hell, my wife was getting ready last night for our company party yesterday and, and um, she was like, should I wear these boots or these boots? And she's like, no, those are so like out of style. I'm like, what the fuck do you mean? Just put them on. If they look good, they look good. And well, she put them on and I was like, okay, yeah, they kind of look a little <laughs> old. But I wasn't judging it by, by, based of like what time period we bought them in. Right. You know what I mean? But it's just it's just a sad thing to 
the boot, the other boots just look fucking look better. That's, that's that was just my opinion. But it, is that like the old? Do I look fat in this? No, no, we were good. No, oh, okay. that, that's a that, that, that was a healthy decision conversation. <laughs> just boots, man. You can't go wrong with boots. <laughs> but uh, you know, it, it, it's it's that like the, these kids and 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 people their age and people of their like they just they follow all these people that are just the same and and they make the decisions for them. Yeah, it's the independence is gone. Yeah. Independence is completely gone from from uh, our youth and uh, and and other young people. And it, it's it's sad, man. It is really, really sad. Like when when reality TV introduced itself, I mean, the OG original thing was the real world, um, you know, which I don't think I've seen five minutes of any episode of that. Uh, Am I the only person in the world that's never seen uh, any of it? I, th- the only thing I remember from the re- real world, I did get I did get. Uh, like kind of attracted to it a few times just when like this stupid like fighting would go on and stuff like that or there was something really dramatic but even then it was they would set it up to be so dramatic and so crazy and it was really just nothing it's like all of it was staged right that yeah exactly but one dude in the history of of the real world puck was i at least know that name yeah puck was i i feel like Puck was probably one of the most authentic characters, or not a character, but people that were on right. that show. And I remember him a lot. I hope he's still alive because he lived a rough life. But nonetheless, he was authentic. But that's mainly the only thing I remember about the real world. But yeah, yeah, that started it all. You know, talking about social media, and, you know, I know I had a conversation with somebody last week, and I'm as open and honest and transparent, you know. As can be, and, and I I get good response from that. But the problem is, I also get the well, you're coming across like a victim. Yeah, it's like that's not my intention at all. That's no. not remotely my intention. I'm just trying to be relatable. Yeah, people are going through real everyday shit, and you know, it's like people that don't really know me that think they know me but don't really know me. If they want to think that, fine whatever yeah basically you know but um the the whole social media thing it's addictive because you know you post something and you go see well how many people liked it Mm -hmm. because they're looking for that instant gratification and and that's a problem and we were talking before we started recording that i never heard this this Analogy or not an analogy, but uh, which blows my mind, by the way. Yeah, I, I, I've never heard the term <laughs> FOMO before. Fear of missing out. I never heard that before. It's crazy to me. I've known that for oh, quite a while. Yeah, and <laughs> if you if you're in the dark like I was until I don't know about 45 minutes ago, uh, the definition of FOMO is basically you know like Brandon said, fear of missing out. But you know. Uh, as it was put on the internet and someone defined it pretty well, a pervasive apprehension that others might be having rewarding experiences for which you're not. Right. Like, well, yeah, that pretty much sums it up. Yep. You know, and I told him I'm guilty of that as, as all blue hell because of my radio days. You know, I, I, we always used, you know, followed the right people and knew, you know, if you use Twitter for the right things, it's great. And, you know, professionally, you know, we use it for breaking news and stuff like that. So I was constantly updating and checking and, you know, and trying to stay on top of things. And unfortunately, I haven't been able to get away from that as much as I wish I could. Yeah. It's just force of nature. It's it's a a bad habit. Yep. 
And, you know, I've tried to disconnect and I have at some points and other times it's like, I, I need to know what's going on. I need to stay on top of things. So, yeah, it's like, why? Yeah. Yep. No, I, no, I totally get it. I get people that will ask me questions, just friends. They're like, oh, did you see like blah, blah, blah? Or did you see like what I posted? Did you see the, just what I did the other weekend? I was like, no. Uh, like, damn, you don't look at my Facebook page at all, do you? And I'm like, well, I, no, I don't. I'm sorry. I really don't. I don't thumb through Facebook at all. I don't. I have that. The only, the only reason I, I still have my Facebook page is for family purposes. My wife, you know, does a really good job at documenting our daughter's life and tags me and I approve it. And there, and there it is. You've got all the baby pictures you want to see. It's I, my, my Facebook isn't public or private. I don't even know if that's a thing. I think I don't think it's public because I've tried to tag you on some of our social media posts on oh, Facebook, good. and it and didn't work. It wouldn't, it wouldn't tag. Awesome. Well, yeah, but <laughs> well, fucking awesome for you when it comes to trying to promote. So wonderful. Well, there's other avenues for that. Um, but uh, yeah, I try to keep it just strictly family. Uh, and shit, if, they, if, if you were successful posting podcasts on that channel, my entire family would get to hear I would talk about them. But um, no, which I wouldn't care about. But I, I so Twitter news, right? You would agree, right? Oh, absolutely, hundred percent news. If you if you follow the right people on Twitter, yeah. yeah, it's great. Yeah, I mean, it's the most. It's more. There's more breaking news on Twitter than there is on television and radio. Oh, no doubt. Like because they're getting it from Twitter. I mean, even with the president, oh, president just, just tweeted. Let's read it. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, it's that's you can't be, get more real time breaking than that. Um, Speaking of someone that doesn't really use Twitter the way he should. <laughs> yeah, well, you should. I mean, I, if he were to use it for the, the right reasons, it's oh, great. Oh, but for, for the president to go out on a limb and call somebody an idiot on his Twitter. And it's, it's that's a, not yeah. the best use. No, but. I love the difference. You know, a lot of people complain about him not being presidential, but I kind of think it's funny as hell that he pushes it, pushes the envelope. Oh, I, mean, I, I, appre- I appreciate that. Yeah. I, I think that's a, I does think he go they, about they, it bass awkward? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. It's part of the fun, but it's also part of the ignorance, <laughs> but whatever. Um, it's a double edged sword. It is. It is. But so point in case, Twitter, all news all day, like use that for, that I use it for updates. My Twitter is like on, on autopilot. I have like, I want to say like probably 20 something RSS fees that I'm tied into mm-hmm. and I pull and, and it pulls every three hours and then it posts and I've got like hashtags that are like already programmed to go in there and I get a ton of responses and all kinds of stuff like that and messages and replies and retweets. It's, it's great. And even like my buddy, one of my, one of my best friends in California is like your Twitter, like post some funny shit. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And he like sent it a screenshot and it was a, a weird news thing that I'd take from uh, uh, this website, this news website. And it was, it was a random Florida story. And I was like, dude, there is a category on, websites here and 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 likewise outside of of, of florida called florida because mm-hmm. we're so fucked up like <laughs> like 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 you you see a story and it's like please don't be florida please don't be florida. Uh, in florida and i'm like 
Damn it. Like, you know, so. Uh, and you we, can guarantee that 99% of those are from Pasco County. Uh, yep. Or Polk Pen- County. Pinellas, too. Yeah, Pasco <laughs> and Polk. Grady Judd and Polk. That some bitch is crazy. Yeah, no, no, no. You're absolutely <laughs> right. You are absolutely For right. For people that don't know, look up look up Grady Judd. Yep, Grady Judd. You'll be entertained for a while. He's always putting some weird shit down. He's phenomenal. He is awesome. Um, so, you know, that, that that's Twitter. Facebook for me is 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 family oriented, um, and then and then uh, Instagram, and then of course the public uh, a place for my head um, dot com uh, Facebook page. That's like that's where I'm. I I spend most of my time on those because I'm trying to push out all the show content and all the stories and poems and stuff that people send me um, on those, on those platforms. And I'm always being positive and, uh, figuring out different ways to, uh, to get more, not attention, but get more, um, the insights and the, and the, uh, the analytics side of it, like up. So I'm, so I'm, I'm know I'm, I'm focusing on the right people, the right age groups, and I'm identifying with people with mental struggles and stuff like that. So, you know, that's how I use it. Um, yeah, if you use it for the right reasons, it's great. Mm-hmm. But the problem is too many people fall into that trap. Yep. And, you know, I, I'm a big believer in the old cliche of perception is reality. Mm-hmm. And if you get caught up in that trap of seeing the Kardashians or, like I said, the the college chick that I mentioned earlier, Lori yeah. Laughlin's daughter, yeah. those type, you know, it, it's easy to think, well, that's the norm. And that's what I should be doing. And I'm nowhere near there. What am I doing wrong? Which leads to anxiety. Oh, you does know, it? Low self-esteem. Oh, does it? Maybe. <laughs> uh, you know, poor self-image. Like, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Same for a friend. For- <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, it, it, it's easy to fall into that trap, especially, and, and you know, we're, we're going to talk about a study here in a minute. Um, that was done by uh, Sarah Coyne at BYU who really dove into the whole social media aspect of, of mental health with teenagers. And if you're a teenager, you, you know, it's hard enough growing up at that age already, but seeing all the things that you think you're supposed to be instead of the reality, that's, I mean, that's something we never had to deal with. How do you study that? It's a good question. Cause they left that up. Just saying. I'm guessing probably a lot of surveys, a lot of interviews. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, let's dive into this study. You know, like I said, Sarah Coyne, BYU, did an eight-year study on the effect of uh, overall time on social media and how it's, her conclusion was it's not related to teen anxiety and depression. Brandon. Doozy. Jump on it. Give it, you hand it over to me. Why? Because I'm so... uh fucking upset about this stupid report all i know is i got a message you sent me this and went this fucking pissed me off <laughs> yeah it did like okay. absolutely did. and i think my and i think my reply was i'll let you roll i'll let you roll cool I so appreciate on that, that note ladies and gentlemen brandon thompson hello so um obviously this is this is a uh, scientific research which i have to respect i like science my dive into this is relatable um, based off what I've been through and what I see on an everyday basis. And it's obviously opinionated. So I'll just throw that out there. Eight years, Jerry, eight years. Was Instagram around eight years ago? No. No. She had this idea social media was going to have an effect on teens eight years ago. Damn, I wish she would have spoke up in a different way and Look, not just telling us now. Let me ask you something else. Hmm. 
eight years. If you were 13. How old are you now? That would make you 21. Did she follow these same people? Right. For eight years? Yeah. Well, I mean, according to this, she must have, she stuck with them, asked them several questions, questions throughout the eight years, whether she stuck with the same people during that time. We don't know. But eight years is a damn long time to come up with a conclusion. And I mean to say overall time on social media is not related to teen anxiety. Like it's not. That's like this is in her opinion or based off her study, this she is stating into fact. Me because it because it is science. Well, guess what, science lady? Bullshit. <laughs> bullshit. Hundred yeah, percent bullshit. Lady. Stick it. So Let's go through some of this stuff. Um, so we touched on eight years. <sighs> she based this on, all right, limit social media. Get get Just get enough sleep. Be proactive. Okay, cool. You can tell somebody to do that. Is it possible for that person to do it? Maybe. Is it impossible? Maybe. Uh, be intentional. Look at motivational stuff, like engaging in social media for the, in, in, you know, the right reasons in the first place. Come on. We're just sitting here talking about the fucking Kardashians, dude. Like how many kids that are 13, 14, 15 that are in high school and middle school go on there and, and find others that are on there and start cyberbullying them and calling and telling them to kill themselves. I just saw a story of an 11 year old kid. I think he was in Jacksonville who killed himself because of cyberbullying because he was fat. Yeah. I don't not believe it for a second. I, I I read stories like that all the time. It breaks my heart, you know, and it's like, <laughs> this really fucking bothers me. Um, to say that this guy, I just keep going to the conclusion overall time spent on social media does not relate to teen anxiety and depression. Like, well, let's look at this. She, she says that overall screen time is up 62.5% since 2012. Mm-hmm. I can believe that. But she, but she chalks it up to be not that big of a deal. Well, okay, but, but let's put that in perspective. Since 2012, think about the advancements in technology. You know, a lot of people are now behind their computers, behind their, their, their iPhones, their smartphones, their tablets, a hell of a lot more than they were in 2012. 100%. So I'm not remotely surprised that that number has jumped 62.5%. I think, I think in 2012, I bought my first iPad. That's about the same time I bought my first iPad. Mm-hmm. Okay. Here, here's the number that kind of bothers me. I wonder where you're going. She, I think you probably know. She says the average teen is on social media 2.6 hours a day. Not to sound like the old guy here. <laughs> but back in our day, <laughs> we walked to school on bloody stumps up the hill. No. Yeah. You know, we didn't have that. We had to interact with people. Yeah. You know, we had to go outside and, and you know, play football in the yard or or dodgeball or yeah. I don't know, actually interact with people. Yeah. Right. That's, that's almost a foreign concept now. Yeah. Write essays on paper. Yeah. Right. They don't even teach cursive in schools now. It's gone. Did you know that? That's insane. Yeah. I mean, I, I remember growing up just had, like, I, 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 I don't use it today. I like to use whatever, the, you know, just regular handwriting, but they just, they just took it out. I mean, took it out. I don't know why, they just took it out. I don't know. It's crazy. But I mean, two and a, 2.6 hours a day. Figure a kid goes, you know, their job is to go to school. So figure, you know, you're at school eight hours a day. Is that a fair number? Mm-hmm. Okay. So. Once you have homework, figure what? Another hour to 90 minutes there. So you're looking at, you know, we'll say nine and a half hours of your day tied up. Yeah. Now throw another 2.6 hours on top of that. 
that you kid, know, that kid officially didn't go outside before the streetlights came on. That kid barely got any air. Yeah. The fresh air he got for the day. Was there in PE? Was during PE and walking <laughs> home from the school bus. <laughs> yeah. It's sad, man. And it's, it's like, what the hell? And to your point, she uh, she also says, where is it here? Okay, so at age 13, adolescence, okay. Using. Yeah, I didn't mean to sidetrack there, please. No. Using social networking. Okay. A 13-year-old, right? Imagine that. 31 minutes to 60 minutes per day. No. <laughs> like, there's no way. Like, depending on the parenting going on and if they're allowed at 13, if they're allowed to even have social media, which is something I think about a lot because of my daughter, because I don't want to restrict her so much so that she becomes rebellious like I did. Because uh, I was I was locked, locked, locked down until 16 came around. And I, I mean, I studied, I studied harder for my driving test when I was 16 than I've studied for anything in my entire life. Maybe I'm exaggerating, but I studied really fucking hard. Like I read that entire book. I knew I got a hundred. I was like, cool driving test. Let's do it. That day key ignition crank fucking buy. I was out at that from that moment on. And I, I got to taste that freedom. Bye. That was it. So I don't want to do that to my daughter. So I will restrict her when the time comes to certain aspects of social media, but we'll want her to be engaged in it to try to see if we can see the benefits from it. But you're, you're a parent. Yeah, okay, I'm not. So you've got a different perspective on this than I do as a parent. What give me one logical reason why a 13 year old kid should be on social media? Your story. What if she gains weight? That kid killed himself. I don't want my kid to kill herself. Like why? But but that's my point. Why should a thirteen-year-old kid be on social media? Oh, I thought you okay. Misunderstood. Um, why should they be? Uh, if we're, we're going to talk about all the the the, the negativity and we'll, and trust me, we'll get there. What are the positives of having a thirteen-year-old on social media? Well, I think um, I think that based off the, the like an age group. Um, I think 13 is like the starting point when you can start to be on social media, but uh, there's certain like uh, restrictions to those accounts where uh, you can set them up or to my knowledge, you can set them up this way or they're already preset this way to where people out of the age group of 13 um, to 17 or whatever, whatever the case is, cannot add you like it's impossible to find you like it's it's. It's, it's a heavily restricted. So, okay. therefore, I wouldn't mind, I wouldn't mind like her being on a Facebook page or something like that if it's heavily restricted to where older men couldn't search and find right. her. Um, go after the age group of 13 to whatever, which is pedophilia at its best. Right. Um, but the family, us being, I have, I, have, I have family in Germany, I have family in Oklahoma, I have family, you know, upstate, like all, I, they're everywhere, Georgia. She could stay connected and and stay connected and and get to know the family better, you know, okay, and and interact that way as long as it was heavily restricted, so we could keep all the Chester the child molesters out of the way, and and she doesn't have to worry about that until she becomes an adult. So that's that's the only thing I think it would be necessary for. And then I know that there are also like study groups and stuff like that as you get a little bit older. Um, where you can get into forum stuff and that goes into like 
you know, uh, Telegram and um, that the met the message apps mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Um, like I use one of them. I, it, for, it's escaping my mind for whatever whenever I would tour. I, it's still the same app that I use when I toured because I, it's basically texting and sending stuff, you know, attachments and whatever to my family all over the world. Like when I was in, you know, just being overseas when we were touring, like in Russia, I could open that app and I could text my family in Germany. I could text my, all my family back home and it was free. So there were some benefits there. And I think there's also groups within those apps, um, where the kids can, be part of a study group and they can communicate with each other if they're having tra- challenges with whatever they're tackling, uh, you know, uh, school wise and homework wise and stuff like that. You know what we called that when we were growing up? The telephone. Yeah. 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 And all this is on a telephone technically, but they don't want to you know, talk I'm, on it. I, I, and again, you've got a different perspective on this because you're a parent and I know I sound like the miserable old curmudgeon here, but eh, that's kind of what I am. <laughs> you know, I, I personally, I don't, I would be okay with putting a ban on social media until you, you're 16, like your driver's license. Yeah, I, I, I would agree. I mean, I'm, I would be perfectly okay with that. And I think it's perfectly logical. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I just don't know. It's not feasible. Well, yeah, I just don't. I mean, well, first of all, she's five. So I got a long time to think about it. Uh, well, at, at the rate we're going, you got about six months. So no, <laughs> no shit. But uh, I feel like I'll know I'll have a better grip on the way things are going when we get there. Right. So it's a kind of cross that bridge when we get there, even though I know how I am and how, what I'm going to do. I just, I, I know it's going to, I'm going to have to figure it out then and not now. Yeah. I just, you know, I, I look at, and this is, you know, an ongoing debate with the whole Mark Zuckerberg mining information and all of that. And, you know, push companies pushing their political agendas, you know, that stuff affects your kids. Yeah. Yeah. It affects your kid, whether you want to admit it or not, it affects your kids. Yeah. And it's like, do I want my kid learning about things with a slant? And again, this is a different conversation. So just not go really, with me. Not really. Not really. Because I have a really good example. So when you're done. Oh, no, yeah. No, no. Please hop in. So, no, like the, the political ad space has gotten so nasty. Oh, yeah. Over the years. That's kind of where I was going with it. Right. That. Okay. So literally. Not that, by the way, not that we're getting political. We're not getting we're political. Putting we're this not. out there. Because I'm not talking about sides at this point. I'm just talking yeah, no, about not at all. what I experienced. So my daughter. And frankly, it, you, the advertising side, you're you're involved in that. Right. So you've got a little bit of insight that most people don't. Right, right. Yeah, I absolutely do. Um, so we're in our living room uh, in 2016. And a commercial ran. And it was... Uh, it was put this so it was a a pickup truck like a big tall pickup truck like lifted kind of dirty uh not like not like someone well frankly like mine or it looks like i'd clean it like with a baby's you know diaper kind of thing but this thing was a little rugged looking and it had a big old like american flag in the back of it right and it was just waving and waving and waving and it had all these white dudes hanging out the windows of the four-door truck right and it was just cruising through the neighborhoods and everybody in the neighborhoods were running away from the truck as if the truck was hunting them down mm. with rifles and stuff like that. Right. Well, you know, you can easily understand what I'm trying to portray here, oh, what yeah. they were or they or that commercial was trying to portray. Um, and again, not talking about sides right now. I'm just talking about the commercial. And she's like, 
you know, you you get that she's young, but she gets the sense of you like can see her wheels turning. Yeah, like like that's weird. Why would they run? Like she's thinking, you know, w- when we got in our accident, she always refers to it as 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 the as the the bang that happened or whatever whatever it was. But she's like, why are they running from? You know, do people run from your truck? And it's just like, God damn it, man! Like, so it's that stereotypical. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because. I'm a dude and I drive a truck, you know, like I must be a fucking, you know, crazy gun toting redneck, right? Whatever. Again, another conversation and not meant for this show, but damn, like that influence our kids. And if that's like, and that goes along with social media and the society and stuff like that. Like you have, you have people saying, if you think this way or the other way, not only you're ignorant, but you're racist or you're this or you're that. And not only is it on television and it's spoken by our, our, our elders and, and, and the people that run this country. And it's said by the people that are going to school and are on social media and it's there for everyone to see. And this leads to the whole political correctness. PC, PC, PC. Because you know, the problem is, and I think you'll agree with me here when it comes to social media, 99,000 times out of 99,001, it's the vocal minority that are raising, excuse me, that are raising hell. Yeah. You know, it's that 1%. Yep. Yeah. I, when I was in radio and I'll, I'll equate it to this because that's all I can equate it to. You know, we used to say that, you know, sure we got our ratings, but realistically only two to 5% of the listeners ever called in. Yeah, no, that's true. That's a hundred percent. Right. It's the same with social media. Mm-hmm. You've got a lot of people on social media that don't really post that much, or like you said, you know, just kind of do the family thing, which is cool because that's primarily what I use it for. I use it to keep in touch with you know old listeners of mine from my my radio days and things like that. And yep. you know, I, like I've said before, some of my my better friends I've never even met in person. Mm-hmm. We we connect on on social media. You know, we'll talk about anything and everything and then i know things about their lives and they know things about my life yeah that's great (laughs) but then you've got the people that all they want to do is push their political agenda yeah and that's where we run into a problem exactly and you know you you, that's where it influences the kids Mm -hmm. and you know i frankly i in my opinion i think it's by design yeah no (laughs) why it's the same it's this yes it is by design it's the same as back in the day. I mean, when was the last time you saw the Marvel Man? I, Joe Camel just popped into my head. Joe it's Camel. Funny. You and I are always on the same page. Yeah, so like I had that. the coolest fucking Joe Camel mug, coffee mug. It was like one of my favorite things. As a kid, mm-hmm. did I end up smoking? Yup. Yeah. I quit when I was 30, thank God. But yeah, man, I mean, all that stuff is now banned. And mm-hmm. Advertising and all, they can't have characters. I mean, think about it. Camel had Joe Camel. Marlboro had the Marble Man. Mm-hmm. I could go on and on. I mean, the Newport ads, to this day, I still find them every once in a while in magazines. And I'm just like, how is this still relevant? Like, how do you... Yeah, that this, didn't age well. No, it didn't. Yeah. Oh, God. And they still look the same as they did 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. But anyways, I digress. It's like, but they had characters just like... Disney has characters. Mm, uh, that's a whole separate, it, you know, and it, so they're attacking youth and they're trying to influence them early on to get them that to way. get them hooked. Yes. Which goes back to the addiction thing. Right. And social media and mm-hmm. how you can't stop. Like, like I'll go back to 
the what was it 30 to 60 minutes is what this person thinks a teenager spends that's the amount of time uh they spend uh, a day i call bullshit on that um you know maybe she said that 12 years ago i'll give her that <laughs> but there's no way like and she says don't use it for when you're bored uh use it for you know educational things things that motivate you instead of the other stuff the most sexy thing out there for kids and teens and all that kind of stuff and their drive and what they're interested in it's i would i mean i'm not going to say 100 percent there's definitely a percentile out there that is uh looking for educational pieces when they when they go online but they're looking for gossip Mm -hmm. they're looking to fit in they're looking to feel like they fit in like they belong they want to belong right they want to be they want to be you know someone's asset so to speak and they want to be part of a group that is popular and this that and the other and they go online more often than not search in search of that and they're not looking for motivational things or uh i mean the the brain at that point just isn't even there you know and and so that's why i just think this article is just such garbage but i, I will say this she did say one thing that I, I i actually kind of agree with and i like you know, she, she gave three suggestions to use social media healthier. First was, like you said, be an active user, you know, be interactive, which I get because, you know, if you're not going to communicate and have interactions in real life, you need something. So I guess that's better than nothing. Two, cut off social media an hour before you sleep. Okay, I get that. Shut your brain down. I, okay. But the third one is the one that I, I, I really actually kind of liked. She says, be intentional. And by that, what she means is, you know, she goes, what are your motivations for posting? What are you going to benefit? How are you going to gain from posting whatever you're going to post? How do you expect a teenager to, to go through that thought process before they pick up their phone? That was my point earlier when I said that, you know, they probably <sighs> should put some kind of age limit on it. Like, oh, yeah, be, yeah, 100%. But, but you know, I, you see, everybody has those annoying people on their timelines, Mm-hmm. Oh, I just had the greatest ham sandwich I've ever eaten in my life, man. It's a <laughs> fucking piece of ham on, on Wonder Bread. It's like, come on, really? But honestly, man, I wish it was full of that instead of the shit that it is. Oh, I agree with you. But my point is, why are you posting that? I know. I know. I know. You know, I, look, if, if you've got a great meal and you want to promote wherever wherever you're at and say, hey, this is really have at it. But we all have those people that it's almost scheduled every 90 minutes just eat a ham sandwich yep hey take a look at this look at look hey. at my fries and burger remember that ham sandwich i had an hour and a half ago <laughs> in the bathroom now <laughs> 90 minutes out of the bathroom went for a car wash it's like we don't care <laughs> yeah. you, you don't need to use it to chronicle nobody needs to see your day planner on your timeline no no you don't need to document your your entire day on social media. no you know and it's like kids see that and they think well i guess that's what i'm supposed to do exactly exactly and that's how things snowball mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but back to this i get your point and i totally agree but how how can you expect i mean you're asking a 13 year old 15 year old to to take this intentionally and 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 run run through that mind exercise before they go on social media you're asking a 13 14 15 year old to do adult things Mm-hmm. that's not going to happen. No. No. I mean, you could tell, you could, as a parent, you could sit down and say, listen, before you open that app, think about why you're opening it, 
before you post something, think about why you're posting it and what 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 the ramifications could be. Uh, all these things, but they're just they're they're children. I a thirteen-year-old is incapable of thinking like that. Right, right, and that's my that's why I just this piece bothers me so much because yes, she has good su- suggestions. The study itself, I think, is just kind of bogus. It's, it's yeah, it's not, but it's just that type of thing is not possible. So. You know, if you're going to spend eight years doing something, I would have spent eight years maybe of not trying to. I mean, this is an analysis almost um, of what people, people in general, should be doing about about social media, not what kids should be doing. I would be thinking, uh, okay, I know they're not going to do that, but what 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 are the different ways we can get our kids to to treat social media uh, and respect it a little bit more for what it is. The internet is forever. A 13-year-old, a 14-year-old, a 15-year-old is incapable of thinking that way. I have a friend who, a scumbag ex-boyfriend, and she shouldn't have done this in the first place in my opinion, but posted nude pictures of her as revenge. Revenge porn. Right. And that's horrible. And I've actually got someone who is an activist in that world that I'd like to get on someday. Yeah, that'd be great. But, you know, she was 19. Well, she's not 19 anymore. She's trying to be a professional, and these pictures keep coming back to bite her in the ass. And she's like, I had nothing to do with it. I didn't post these anywhere. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The internet is forever. And it lives. And it lives. Yep, it's there. You know, and and I, I had this conversation with someone yesterday that, you know, what you do and what you put out there will always be out there. Mm-hmm. Always. Mm-hmm. You can try to scrub it. You can try to delete it. If somebody wants to find it, they're going to find it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you see these college athletes say stupid shit from when they were in high school. You know, whatever it is. You know, stereotypical racial crap that's just stupid, immature stuff that they, they don't know any better. They adolescence and stuff like that. that right. Yeah, and, it, and it surfaces. You see entertainers you know, comics 20 years ago crack an off-color joke that all of a sudden 20 years later in a totally different time, in a totally different era, in a totally different age of everything, it's coming back to bite them in the ass. Yeah. If it, w- if it weren't for the internet, social media, news, and politicians, I would have never known what blackface was. Mm-hmm. I'm, dead, I'm dead serious. I never knew what the hell blackface was until... They started discovering all that stuff and they started just butchering people for what it was. And I, I honestly, I don't have any more to say about it because I, I just don't understand it right. to begin with. And I just learned about it just through politicians and news. So it's like, that's a great example there, you know? So it's just, yeah. You know, we, we've talked about some of the ways that social media negatively affects your, your mental health. You know, we're talking self-esteem, we talked about the lack of human interaction, the lack of connection, uh, you know, lack of sleep. It affects your attention span because it's ADD and you've got to see what's going on. That way you can be the first to know everything. Yep. One thing that I, I, I kind of want to dive into that I, I never really thought about, but it's so right. One of the things listed that, that can negatively affect you, your memory, mm-hmm. certain memories. You go back and go, oh, my God, that was horrible. But look at this picture. It was so great, wasn't it? Yeah. It's like, 
Yeah. What, what what do they call that? The Mandela effect? Is that what it's called? Something like that. Something like that. If it's wrong, whatever. But you know where I'm going with no, it. No, exactly. They're painting a picture. It's it's just like perception is reality. It, yeah, it's everything, man. And it, and we talk about it so much because it's such a big big makeup of of the daily struggle that a lot of us have. And that's uh, you know, being or, or we have to we have to put on the show that we're okay, right? Like we're, we gotta be okay. Like we're okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. Even though I'm freaking out inside. Right. But we, we all day, like all day long, we put up this, um, this fake character of like, yeah, I'm happy. You're lucky. Even though I'm like, got so much shit on my mind. Then we get home and we have to digress and like, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the same thing for me. So like, if you, if you, if you portray that type of, you know, person on social, you got to back it up if you're ever out in public, but you're just a keyboard cowboy or something like that, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's crazy. There's just so many. That's different- what the entire TV show catfish is based off of. And that's some that bitches. So do I. And that's son of a bitch has made millions. Yeah. But, but he's he, proving a point. Yep. But he had to get catfish himself. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. It's, yeah, it's nuts. But you know, I mean, when, when you're a teenager going back to this study, you have no concepts of what's real and what's fake. Right. Hell, I know adults that don't have any grasp on what's real and what's fake. You know, let's not limit it to teenagers. Yeah, no, no. It's very much, a, yeah, it spreads across all ages. Which goes back to, the, why the hell are the Kardashians famous? <sighs> because they've capitalized, they're, they're marketing geniuses. Yeah. I'll give them that. They have to. They know how to play the game. And they have the assets, so no pun. <laughs> Wow. Sorry I had to go there. Yeah, you, you went there. But, <laughs> but no, in all reality, though, you know, they know how to play the game. Yeah. And they've made the whole perception is reality and turned it into a business. Mm-hmm. God bless them. And another thing that's not in this article and drives me nuts, and we're all guilty of it. I'm guilty of it. But, man, I, it doesn't matter where we go. If you walk in to McDonald's, if you walk into Macy's, if you walk into a high-end restaurant, uh, it doesn't matter. It, just take a look around for just, just a couple minutes and just observe your surroundings and how many people have their phone and they're just staring at the phone across the table from their person that they're having dinner with or their family and they are also looking at their phone and it, it drives me nuts because it takes the people and and personable and like the relationship skills and all that kind of stuff. It hinders all of that and people aren't interacting with people anymore. I'll text you. I'm not going to, I don't want to talk to you though. I'll message you on social media or I'll, you know, whatever, but all that's easy for them to do, but get to get a person in front of a person and actually interact that way without having to do it through social is damn near impossible nowadays. Yeah. You know, I've I've seen a bunch of studies lately where they're talking about, well, the birth rate over the last five years has gone down. Well, no shit. Yeah. They're on their phone instead of having sex. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's, and I mean, let's take the sex aspect out of it. There's no interaction. Yeah. People don't know how to communicate anymore. Mm-mm. Sad. And, and it's, it's, it's scary because, you know, one of the essentials of, of human life is interaction. Is interaction. Mm-hmm. You know, chemistry. Yeah. All that stuff. And it's just not happening like it used to. Mm-mm. 
And I, and again, I, I know we sound like, you know, the grumpy old men and, and whatever, but you know, we're, we're trying to look at this realistically. Not everything you see on social media is real, you know, and I, I get it. The whole, and I keep saying this, the whole perception is reality thing, but don't fall into that trap because you're only going to jack yourself up. Yep. You're only going to fall into the trap of thinking that's the norm. And it will, it will jack you up, mm-hmm. whether you realize it or not. If you think, you know, Joe Blow down the street is posting all of these great pictures, you know, there's the old cliche about not knowing what goes on behind closed doors. Yes. And you and I have talked about that in the past. We've lived it. Yep. You know, so it's easy to lose track of the reality of things, but you have to keep things in perspective. Mm-hmm. Without a doubt. You know, because if you don't, the only person in the end you're really damaging is yourself. Yes. Yes. So. Can't say it enough. You know, we, this is something that we, it's been on our radar to talk about for a while, but I, I don't even know. This study is what triggered it. It was mm-hmm. like, yeah, now's the time. Yep. Yep. Because let, let's think about it. The, the, the Sarah Coyne from BYU that did this study says that kids are on 30 to 60 minutes a day or something, right? Mm-hmm. So is that what they're really on, or is that what they're telling their parents are on? Well, that's basically what their answer is to her. Because, yeah, their answer is 30 to 60 minutes, but in her study, it says the average teen is 2.6 hours a day. Which one is it? (laughs) Which one? You can't have it both ways. Unless she asked this question eight years ago. I don't know. Yeah, but even eight years ago. I mean, okay, there there. there was no Instagram, but was MySpace still a thing back then? Or was it already on the way out? It was on the way out because Facebook was 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 on its way up, right? Drastically, okay. but, but and there Twitter were, was there. But there were other other avenues. Yeah, there were other platforms. Yeah, you know, it's an ever growing thing. I mean, shit. I, I come from a day when I I I can still hear that dial up so- sound when I was when AOL was first introduced. <laughs> like that's when the internet was born. Yeah, I mean that's how we just, I totally just aged us shit. But like, seriously, I mean, what that, that screechy, the day, yeah, the day that AOL came out and everybody started to like get in those chat rooms and all. Just that for the record, stuff. I still have an AOL email address. I do too. I don't use it. I took it off my phone. It's funny because people always go, "Those still exist." I say but the I same know thing. So many time. people that still have them. <laughs> every time I email an AOL, I'm like. And I, I know I'm about to open the door to all the hackers out there that are listening. I've never had a problem with my AOL email. Oh, Ever. I've never had a problem with them. That's not an open invite, you assholes. Don't, yeah, wait, don't go there. Now that I think about it, when I emailed you the other day, I noticed it was at AOL. Yeah. Is that true? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's my personal email. I was email. thinking, I'm like... Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's my personal email. And the, frankly, the only reason I keep it is because I started using it for business you know, contacts 25 years ago. Right. Too so many people see, have it now. Yeah, so you have to keep using it. Yeah. Email. But you assholes out there, don't, don't jack with my email. That's all right. <laughs> I will find you. I will kick your ass. Oh, God. Anyways, on that note, uh, but this is something we've wanted to talk about for a while, and and I'm sure it'll come up a million times over the the course of this podcast. But, you know, especially with the holidays, and and we're going to be doing a show coming up here about the stress of the holidays and trying to keep your sanity and just the whole mess, you know, whether it's it's family drama, everything from family drama to, to people that, you know, are on their own and, and flying solo and, and don't have any family for the holidays. We're going to be talking about all of that coming up here 
right before Christmas. But, you know, with the holidays coming up, it just seemed right because people are going to be posting their pictures from their Christmas parties that nobody wants to be at anyways. But it's going to look like the greatest time ever. Nobody. Come on. I mean, you know what? I'll I'll just say this one one thing before uh, we end this or whatever and and actually do the uh, holiday episode. I I learned I learned a lesson the hard way. I took a picture because I was proud of the tree. It looked good, and it was the night. It was Christmas Eve, and we had got all the presents out and all that kind of stuff. Put Elfie, if anybody out there does Elf on the shelf, Elfie. <laughs> my daughter loves it. <laughs> I can't. I'm, I just have Again, to make you're sure. A parent. I get it. I have to wake up early in the morning before she does go move that damn thing. So it's like <laughs> you know, I put all this effort into it, but every. At every Christmas morning when she wakes up, Elfie, she's always in places that uh, uh, she can't reach her. Right. Because I'm like, you can't, if you touch her, it's like a butterfly. They won't be able to fly anymore. It's like, get that, you know, dust, whatever. Anyway, I digress. So I always put Elfie on top of, um, on top of the presents. So like, she's finally in reach kind of thing. Um, she never goes for her. She gives her presents, obviously. But I took a picture of all that and we had a shit ton of gifts for her that I think this was last year and I posted it on, you know, Facebook, whatever it was on, on some of my channels. And, um, I got a couple of comments with, wow, that's a lot of presents. And I'm just like, fuck. (laughs) Okay. I learned my lesson. That was not, that was not very smart. I shouldn't have done that because there's people out there that don't have that many presents or don't think it's necessary to have that many presents for their, for their kids. Right. And it just goes into, well, how does he parent? Why, why would you buy so many presents? Oh, his kid must be spoiled. Oh yeah. They're just, yeah. you know, so yeah. Anyway, we'll talk a whole lot about that stuff, but I, I immediately, and I'm you know, but, but, uh, well, I mean, it up it, because social media. I would say it ties into the social media. Thing. Yeah. And, and I immediately regretted uh, posting that picture and I will never post present pictures ever again because yeah. of that. So, anyway. yeah, but we'll, we'll, we'll get to that episode probably maybe next week, probably the week after right yeah. before Christmas. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's coming up, but you know, again, I I just want to stress this, you know, before I post anything on social media, I stop and I read it and I look at it. Oh yeah. Because I want to make sure there's no way my words can be misconstrued and you know, too many times. Oh, I got heck. No, you didn't. You're an asshole. (laughs) (laughs) Let's be frank. You're an asshole, but you know, just keep things in perspective, especially this time of year. You know, perception isn't always reality, even though 99 times out of 100, it mm, becomes reality. Exactly. You know, just... Or it's portrayed as reality. Yeah, keep, keep your social media grounded. But, but yeah, that's going to do it. Um, you know, just be careful. And, and I can't say that enough. You know, don't, don't get caught up in the minutia. Don't get caught up in the bullshit. Uh, you know, and, and just be smart about it. So, especially when it comes to your kids. Yep. Because we don't want to get the kids caught up in something that, you know, they don't need to be caught up in. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this week. Um, Hopefully you take our our thoughts to heart. If you agree with us, we'd love to hear from you. If you don't agree with us, we'd love to hear from you even more. Uh, It makes good uh, show content. And uh, obviously, we definitely want your opinions on things. So uh, you can find us on uh, social media. (laughs) See what I did there? See what I did there? He's at Brandon Promo. I am at Jerry P. Tuck. That's P-E-T-U-C-K. Uh, we're, it's the same handle across all the platforms. So if you're looking for us, that's where you can find us. Uh, again, if you're having a hard time with things, the suicide hotline is always out there. It's 800-273-8255. He's been Brandon Thompson. I'm Jerry P. Tuck. This has been a place for my head. 
Until next week, guys, hashtag get it out. Radio Influence strives to bring you excellence in podcasting. We work with personalities like TV chef Brian Duffy, radio personalities like Ian Beckles, news and political pundits like independent journalists Frank and Tracy Beans, experts from the sports world like veteran football scout and coach Chris Landry, pro wrestling personality David Penzer, MMA experts Jason Floyd and Daniel Galvan, and strength and conditioning coach Jeff Crushell. If you're looking for food, sports, music, entertainment, politics, no matter the topic, Radio Influence has something for everyone. All of Radio Influence's programming can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, and RadioInfluence.com. 